0: Introductory material to Comus, a mask, by John Milton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. A mask presented at Ludlow Castle, sixteen thirty four, on Michaelmas night, before the right honourable John Earl of Bridgewater, by Count Brackley, Lord President of Wales, and one of his majesty's most honourable privy council. Ehu quid volui misero floribus austrum perditus london printed for humphrey robinson at the sign of the three pigeons in paul's churchyard sixteen thirty seven to the right honourable john lord viscount brackley son and heir apparent to the earl of bridgewater etc my lord this poem which received its first occasion of birth from yourself and others of your noble family and much honour from your own person in the performance now returns again to make a final dedication of itself to you. Although not openly acknowledged by the author, yet it is a legitimate offspring, so lovely and so much desired, that the often copying of it hath tired my pen to give my several friends satisfaction, and brought me to a necessity of producing it to the public view. And now, to offer it up in all rightful devotion, to those fair hopes and rare endowments of your much promising youth which give a full assurance to all that know you of a future excellence live sweet lord to be the honour of your name and receive this as your own from the hands of him who hath by many favours been long obliged to your most honoured parents and as in this representation your attendant Thersis, so now in all real expression your faithful and most humble servant, H. Laws. Note, dedication to Viscount Brackley, omitted in sixteen seventy three. The copy of a letter written by Sir Henry Wootton to the author upon the following poem. From the College, this thirteenth of April, sixteen thirty eight. Sir, it was a special favour when you lately bestowed upon me here the first taste of your acquaintance, though no longer than to make me know that I wanted more time to value it, and to enjoy it rightly. And, in truth, if I could then have imagined your father's stay in these parts, which I understood afterwards by Mr. H., I would have been bold in our vulgar phrase to mend my draft, for you left me with an extreme thirst, and to have begged your conversation again, jointly with your said learned friend, at a poor meal or two, that we might have banded together some good authors of the ancient time among which i observed you to have been familiar since your going you have charged me with new obligations both for a very kind letter from you dated the sixth of this month and for a dainty piece of entertainment which came therewith wherein i should much commend the tragical part if the lyrical did not ravish me with a certain doric delicacy in your songs and odes whereunto i must plainly confess to have seen yet nothing parallel in our language ipsa molities but i must not omit to tell you that i now only owe you thanks for intimating unto me how modestly soever the true artificer for the work itself i had viewed some good while before with singular delight having received it from our common friend mr r in the very close of the late r s poems printed at oxford whereunto it was added, as I now suppose, that the accessory might help out the principal, according to the art of stationers, and to leave the reader con la bocca dolce. Now, sir, concerning your travels, wherein I may challenge a little more privilege of discourse with you, I suppose you will not blanch Paris in the way? Therefore, I have been bold to trouble you with a few lines to Mr. M. B., whom you shall easily find attending the young lord S. as his governor, and you may surely receive from him good directions for the shaping of your farther journey into Italy, where he did reside by my choice some time for the king, after mine own recess from Venice. I should think that your best line will be through the whole length of France to Marseilles, and thence by sea to Genoa, whence the passage into Tuscany is as diurnal as a and bar, I hasten, as you do to Florence, or Siena, the rather to tell you a short story from the interest you have given me in your safety. At Siena I was tabled in the house of one Alberto Sipioni, an old Roman courtier in dangerous times, having been steward to the duca di Pagliano, who with all his family were strangled save this only man that escaped by foresight of the tempest with him i had often much chat of those affairs into which he took pleasure to look back from his native harbour and at my departure toward rome which had been the centre of his experience i had won confidence enough to beg his advice how i might carry myself securely there without offence of mine own conscience signor arigo mio says he i pensieri stretti i will go safely over the whole world of which delphian oracle for so i have found it your judgment doth need no commentary and therefore sir i will commit you with it to the best of all securities god's dear love remaining your friend as much at command as any of longer date henry Wooden. postscript sir i have expressly sent this my footboy to prevent your departure without some acknowledgment from me of the receipt of your obliging letter, having myself, through some business I know not how, neglected the ordinary conveyance. In any part where I shall understand you fixed, I shall be glad and diligent to entertain you with home novelties, even for some fomentation of our friendship, too soon interrupted in the cradle. Note. Letter from Sir Henry Wooden, omitted in sixteen seventy three. End of introductory material to Comus.